What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Found Bites, a game review series. My name is Brian. I'll be your host for the show. If you don't know about us, we're all about testing out and finding small, high-quality video games. This is a podcast that aims to respect your time and money as a gamer and a consumer by sifting through storefronts and sales to find those gems that may be worth your precious resources. If you're interested in reaching out or helping out, feel free to email us at foundbytesgrs at gmail.com, tweet at foundbytesgrs, and also rate and subscribe us on whatever podcast feed you are using. But enough about the show, let's get into our next game. Letter Quest Remastered is the game for this week's episode. Letter Quest Remastered is a turn-based spelling RPG. Some comparable games, so right off the bat I'm going to throw Scrabble right in there because you're going to be spelling with letters. Uh, mixed with like kind of a JRPG mentality and also a little bit of Rogue Legacy when it comes to uh, the upgrade system, I feel. Uh, and there are a ton of games that do something similar. Release dates. So this is the remastered game. Originally, the first version of this game was released on iOS, Steam, and Mac in 2014. And then shortly after that, uh, the development team came together and said, you know, we can add a bunch of features to this. We can make this game uh, a lot better. And so in August of 2015, uh, the remastered version was released on PC, Mac, and Linux. And in 2016... It was released on Xbox One, PS4, Vita, and Wii U. Not something we'll mention very often on this podcast. And in 2017, it finally came to Switch. The developer for this is a studio called Bacon Bandit Games. And this studio is just two guys, and they're from Canada. And I checked out their website, and it said, we're just two guys who love bacon and maple syrup coming together to make some games. They've made a couple mobile games after this game, um, but I don't know if they're making games anymore. I've tried to reach out to them and my email got bounced back and it doesn't seem like they're you know either together or making games or, or at least responsive. So uh, The publisher is a company called Digirati. Uh, they're a developer and a publisher, but they mainly publish some indies. Uh, such as Slain, Back from Hell, Severed Steel, and uh, the Glass Masquerade games. They're kind of like glass puzzle games, stained glass. MSRP, this one's tricky because it was released at three different times, and I've got three different prices here. So on Steam, $7.99, I think that's how, when it... I think that's the price it was released at. And then on PS4 and Vita and Xbox One, $9.99. And then on Switch, we're looking at $11.99. So variation of price here. Uh, a little confusing. This game is cross-buy for PS4 and Vita. Uh, there is a shared trophy list for our PlayStation listeners, but no platinum trophy. A runtime of the game, playing it straight through, about eight hours. Uh, but there is a ton of extras to do if you want to, which could put you over 10 or even over 15 hours. Uh, me, I actually bought this game twice. I bought it on Switch and on PS4. I paid four bucks on Switch, and I think I paid about two bucks on PS4 
and I've been playing it on Vita with that cross buy. And I've put in a little over four or five hours. This was actually, once again, recommended by Colin Moriarty. I think this is way back in the days of IGN's uh, Podcast Beyond when he and Greg were on there. Uh, they were definitely talking about this game. I know he's definitely played it, and I had heard about that for a while, and then finally one day I saw it on sale. I thought I'd just kind of dive in and give it a shot. Let's talk some gameplay. So there's a couple modes that you'll encounter right at the beginning. Uh, you can do story mode or endless mode, and I think endless mode was what was one of the main draws to the remastered version. But in story mode, basically you're progressing, you're upgrading your character, different things. Um, and in endless mode, you're just kind of you know, playing endlessly. But endless mode will take your story upgrades. So if you don't have certain upgrades or access to certain weapons or certain items or whatever, uh, you won't have access to them in the endless mode. But when you jump into the story mode, you will basically see a map screen that looks like an overworld with levels, kind of like uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 or Super Mario World, and you can freely kind of move between them. Uh, once you unlock them. So you unlock different levels by beating them. Sometimes it won't just be a one-to-one -one progression. Sometimes it'll split into two paths. And some of these levels are numbered, and some have like a, a boss skull on them. Some of them have a question mark. Um, so I'm not sure what sequence these are supposed to go in. Uh, I think maybe if you progress through the numbered ones, that's like going through the main game or the main story. But a lot of these boss levels are actually optional. And while you're on the map screen, you'll be able to check out the store where you can buy different items or different upgrades. There's a lot of upgrades you can do. And you'll be using gems to spend on those things at the store. Or you can check out your quests. And essentially these are like gameplay-centered tasks that you can do uh, while you're in the different levels. And they're you know related to letters that you use and all kinds of things uh, and words that you spell. And if you do these, you get extra gems, which are that that currency. I am playing this on Vita and everything is touchscreen and I think the same goes for Switch although I think on the Switch you can actually move around the buttons and press them but on the Vita I actually can't press any buttons I can only use the touchscreen so I would imagine on console or PC actually I don't know about PC but I would imagine on console you're using the buttons and the joystick and whatnot uh, but on PC you might just be clicking with the mouse. When you are in a level uh, essentially, your character is kind of on like this conveyor belt. It's like a side-scrolling thing. And you're going to come up to different characters kind of in sequence. Most of the time, these will be enemies. If it's a boss level, then the boss is kind of the only thing you go to. But you'll also encounter other things. So sometimes you might run into, uh, at the end of a lot of these levels, you'll just see a giant pile of gems. And you have to attack them to get some gems. Uh, so it's like a nice reward at the end of the level. Sometimes you'll encounter these merchants that'll sell you potions in level, like if you're struggling. 
Uh, and then sometimes there'll be treasure chests. And I like how you go about uh, opening treasure chests because you're basically playing hangman. And it gives you blank spaces for a word. And you have a certain amount of tries to pick with letters. But like I said, you're kind of auto side-scrolling through this. So once you finish a station, whether it's killing an enemy or buying a potion at the merchant or just passing through the merchant, you'll go on to the next one until uh, you do all of them in the level. But the main gameplay is going to be attacking things and mainly enemies. And you attack things by spelling out words. So when you get to a point where you're at an enemy or you're at a gem pile or something like that, at the bottom of the screen, you'll see like a three by five square or rectangle of 15 letters that you'll have. Each of these letters, uh, it'll have like a dot on them or multiple dots to assess like value, much like Scrabble, like different letters are worth different points. Basically, the goal is to spell words. And what's interesting is that this game actually has a built-in vocabulary, and it is very, very extensive. And when you spell a word, it actually gives you a dictionary entry. It tells you the part of speech. It tells you the definition and all kinds of words. It really does its due diligence here. And what's interesting is that as you're spelling words, you're kind of putting them up in front of you and the monster on the screen. And even if you're not sure if it's going to make a word, uh, when you do make a word, it'll kind of light up all the letters. So you can even kind of throw in guesses to words and, and the game will kind of help you and give you feedback for that. So that's really nice. And then whenever you use letters, much like Scrabble, it'll refresh the tiles that you used. And there's even a button to uh, refresh all of your tiles. But I think when you do that, the enemy actually gets a turn. And the enemy doesn't spell words. It just kind of attacks you. So you have to kind of gauge if you want to spell a word or if you have too many vowels or something like that. Um, and then kind of check your health and see if it's worth refreshing your letters. Sometimes, and the game does a very good job of introducing these different things, enemies will attack you and they'll have a status effect that they impose on you. And the status effect goes to the tiles. And there are a lot of different ones. Uh, some of them are like uh, disease. And if you use the tile, you'll actually lose hit points. But they all have a sort of a counter at the bottom, like a number. Um, and that's how many turns until it expires or something like that. But it, some of them have different effects. Like uh, one of them's like, I think like a tornado. And it like gets rid of uh, certain letters that are around it or something like that. And one of them is like Adam on it. And I think it's like radioactive or something like that. And it actually turns all of the letters uh, one by one around it into that same letter. So there are all kinds of interesting effects here. And I really like that. And some of them are actually going to be bonuses. So sometimes when you get tiles refreshed, you'll get ones that are like coated in like pink or red. Um, and if you use certain ones, they'll like give you a shield for the next turn or something like that. So there's all kinds of positive and negatives to note on your letters. Uh, and I find that very interesting. Also, you will have potions. You can get them. You can either buy them from the main screen or, like I said, merchants that you'll encounter in a level. And they'll help you with your health. One other thing that you'll see on the screen as you're battling is there's a question mark button, which is like a help button. And this is really useful. And I found myself actually discovering this a little late. But you can hit that, and then it'll open up question marks everywhere on the screen. And whenever you hit one of them, it'll kind of tell you about it. This is helpful if you miss the description of like the status effects. So you hit that question mark, and it'll tell you like what's going on. So very good, very accessible there. Uh, you also get enemy info, like their health in the bottom right corner and their weaknesses. Um, some of them are weak to like 
words that have double consonants or like some of the bosses have even more specific ones like this boss can only be hurt with words that starts with a vowel or words have to have an e in it or uh, only five letter words or something like that uh, which is really interesting and adds uh, another layer of challenge there and you can also hit the pause menu and that will tell you the different quests that you have active and I think you only have three active at once and what you you know, complete one of them, it'll refresh it with a new one. This is very useful because some of those quests that you see on the home or the map screen are related to what you're doing in level. So if it says like spell three, four letter words in one level, uh, you can click that to just kind of remind you. And again, you want to do that because it'll give you extra gems. And once you're done with the level, you'll get a little summary of what you did, the gems that you're going to get, and then you go back to the map screen and you can go to the store to do some upgrades and the upgrades are very extensive and as you progress through the story you will unlock different ones i really like this because you don't unlock them all the same way some of them you unlock by spelling a lot of words some of them you unlock by killing enemies or um, getting stars now stars are what you get as you beat a level you'll see it at as you go up to a level it has sort of four stars that you can get but you have to get the first one first which means you basically just have to beat the level first and then you unlock different options like time trials um, or you know word challenges or having to use certain letters or can only attack with like certain letter words or stuff like that um, so this adds a lot of replayability, but like I said, this is another sort of layer in unlocking some of the upgrades. Once you have access to them, you can spend gems to unlock them. And these are various upgrades, like just upgrade to your health, upgrade to your attack power, your armor, um, the max number of potions you can hold, things like that. But then you'll also get access to books that you can equip, and the books will do various things. Like some of them, I mentioned double consonants earlier, but... Uh, one of them is like, you know, if you spell a word with a double consonant, uh, you'll get like 40% more damage or something like that. And that's really cool because once you equip those books, they actually will level up as you complete levels. You can also unlock different weapons that you can equip. When you start, you just have the standard weapon, but then you'll have ones that can give you more gems. Or I'm using one right now uh, that's like a vampire weapon. Like when you attack, you actually get back health and you can upgrade the weapons. So everything is upgradable. There's a lot of sort of extensiveness here. You can also get different tile types. And this is purely cosmetic, but I like messing around with this. You can get different colors or different like, you know, wood grain or, or standard like you know, white glossy or whatever, which is very cool. So I, I really just appreciate the various ways that you can unlock things. Really cool because some of the stars, I feel like like the time trials are a little uh, challenging and maybe if you're just punching through, you might not want to do that. But I like this cycle of just kind of playing the game, spelling words, unlocking upgrades, leveling up those upgrades by spending gems. I think it's a fun, casual game, yet it is an RPG um, and I also think that it's a game that isn't time sensitive. It's not crunching. Like when you're sitting there trying to spell a word, you can take all day. There's no timer. And I also think there's this built-in accessibility with this. Like I said, the various ways of upgrading. There are difficulty options as you open up the game. You can do, I think, easy or normal. And I think that just kind of reflects like the damage that enemies do. But I think it's good to have all these options and um, it really helps with the gameplay.
All right, let's talk about the vibe of this game. There's really not much to say here, but uh, thematically, this is a game about the Grim Reaper. You are the Grim Reaper. As you're progressing, you're killing a lot of ghosts and zombies, I guess, to keep them dead or something like that. But some of the areas that you walk through are graveyards. Some are like spooky forests. But it has like this kind of cutesy feel to it. It's cartoony. I even like some of the merchants that you come across. They're like these old guys that are bald with these long beards. It kind of plays like, oh, it should be scary. But it's not really. It's just kind of cute and cartoonish. Visually, uh, I think the game is pretty colorful. Like I said, bubbly, cartoony. And as you're sitting there waiting, like the the different characters, whether it's you or the enemies, they're kind of like doing slight movements or fidgeting. Brings a little life to it. I do like the letter tile themes that you can choose from. You know, they're really cosmetic, but they add another layer of customization and color. As you progress through the story, uh, if you're back on the map screen, you actually get access to these comic strips that just take the same visuals but put them in kind of interesting context kind of a cute element that i think adds a little bit to it in terms of the audio i think the music is fun you know it's not breaking down the door thematically but it's nice to listen to it doesn't get annoying or boring but it will get in your head a little bit kind of like that tetris uh type deal and also some of the sound effects like as you hit an enemy or you do a status effect or a status effect gets done to you you'll hear it and then um as you kill an enemy or break a you know a gem pile you'll hear the gems bouncing a little bit so little touches like that i think add a little bit but thematically i i think it's it's fun and cutesy uh and i like the vibe it's not going for too much which i think is good Let's wrap up the conversation about Letter Quest Remastered. This is a cute game. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, I think it's it's sweet. It's got the right amount of charm, and it doesn't kind of overstay its welcome or try to do too much or be too funny or anything like that. It's pretty simple, and I and I enjoy that. I like that. If you're a Scrabble fan, this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, if you're somebody that wants to improve your spelling, maybe this will also help. Uh, But I think this game is perfect for handhelds or on a big screen with a friend. But I've been playing it uh, on a handheld on my Vita. I think it's another great bedtime game if you're sitting next to somebody and you just want to kind of play together. I've been playing with my wife, and she's a much better uh, speller than I am. Um, So she's kind of taking care of the spelling in-game, and then I'm doing the more RPG elements and the upgrades and stuff like that. Um, So it's a good trade-off. I think that you can absolutely get this game for under $5. I've seen it on sale a ton, and I think it's absolutely worth $5. I I wouldn't quite call it a casual game, because while it does have sort of the Scrabble, you know, spelling aspect, there there are some really good RPG elements in this game and upgrading that I think uh, anyone who's into RPGs or or just a general upgrade system and stuff like that, I think you'll really get uh, some mileage out of this. And it's pick up and play whenever you want. You know, you're not tied to the story, really. It's not something that you have to rush and complete. Like I said, I put five hours into this game. I'll probably play this for a long time. It's something that I'll boot up and, you know, just play in bed uh, and spell some words and, and sort of have some fun there. So I highly recommend this game. I think it's nice. It's it's a nice palate cleanser. It's a nice in-between 
or just a nice like pick up and play whenever you want. Um, so definitely check this game out. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode to see what new game we found for you.